Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning to you. It is Tuesday, and if you are waking up in Cleveland, it's a rough morning for those of you who are huge Browns fans. Probably not that different than the way New York Jets fans felt exactly a week ago. Because I believe that the Browns losing Nick Chubb is just as devastating as the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers. And on back-to-back Monday nights, a season-ending injury to a team's best player or one of its best players, certainly the most significant members of the offense, that's the top story. It really is the part of football that is tough to stomach. Always a possibility, always a risk. Never makes it easier to watch or to process. I will not forget hearing Nick Chubb yelling in pain while he's on the field. After Minka Fitzpatrick hits him in the knee, you don't need to watch the replay. ABC wouldn't even show it, though it's it's out there if you wanted to see it on the internet. But a knee going one way, well, the rest of the, the leg is going a different direction is, yeah. For Nick Chubb, who's so likable and who's so important to what the Browns do, not just that, but clearly loves what he does, right? Relishes the opportunity, puts his head down, goes to work. This is a blow in so many ways. Even as the Browns are still working through Deshaun Watson at quarterback. You see flashes of the Deshaun Watson that was a pro bowler when he was with the Texans. The athleticism, the ability to deliver the throws. You see all of that. But he's not back into that rhythm yet. And Nick Chubb. His BFF was going to make this transition easier. Not to mention Nick is an incredible offensive weapon. And yes, they rushed for 200 yards last night. And Jerome Ford stepped in, ripped off a long run 
up the left sideline to get them into the red zone. But you miss Nick Chubb and you miss your number one weapon on offense. And you also miss a guy who is able to take on so much of the production, able to handle so much of the production that it makes everyone else's job easier. Gosh, keeps the defense off balance too. How many times have you said, as a fan of the Browns or a fan of an opposing team, just a casual football fan, it's so apparent. Even when the ball is going to Nick Chubb, it doesn't mean you can stop it. Right? Like, how many times I've said that? Everybody in the building knows the ball's going to Nick Chubb, and you still can't stop him. You still can't keep him from moving the pile or moving the chains or moving the ball upfield. It's tough to, to think about the rehab, the recovery that he will have in front of him. The reports are not just the dislocated kneecap, but possible torn ligaments again in that same knee that he had reconstructed when he was in college. Oh, just thinking about that and saying that. As I say, it's tough to stomach. And just the the pain that he's in now and, and what he's facing. Dislocations are so painful. They're so painful. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to the Nick Chubb reaction. And you can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, as well as on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The game itself between the Steelers and the Browns in Pittsburgh, ah, it was delicious. And by that, I just mean deep, a lot of layers to it, a lot of ups and downs, momentum swings, tough and physical, in your face. It's always a rivalry, regardless of who the head coaches are, who the quarterbacks are. It's always a rivalry that has a little extra something. A little something-something. And the sense of urgency there for the Steelers, because they didn't want to fall into an 0-2 hole to start the season, whereas the Browns haven't started 2-0 since, gosh, what is it, the early 90s, I think, was what I saw. Bernie Kosar, going back to the days of Bernie Kosar. <laughs> Jay shaking his head at me. Like, I have no idea who Bernie Kosar is. <laughs> I watched Bernie Kosar play football. <laughs> that was back when I was still learning the game of football. You don't have to know X's and O's and route trees, terminology. You don't have to know positions on the field to know that the Steelers' offense is still scuffling. They don't have a Nick Chubb. In fact, they have very little run game right now. Through two games, it's almost non-existent, which puts a lot of pressure on your second-year quarterback. The Steelers didn't even get into the red zone last night. The defense spent a lot of time on the field. And yet, 
from the very first seconds, the defense was up for the challenge. It's Watson in the gun from his 25. First down and 10. Looks at a four-man front. There's the shotgun snap. Three-step drop throws. And the ball deflected in on the ricochet. It is intercepted. Picked off by Highsmith down the sideline. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. A pick six for the Steelers on the first play of the game. Watson under center from his own Cleveland 20. One running back. Receivers in tight. Gets the snap. Four-man rush. Second down nine from behind. Ball knocked away. Highsmith. It's picked up by Watt from the 15 to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Touchdown. Pittsburgh touchdown. Watt. (laughs) On the fumble by Watson. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt. The Steelers lead by three with under seven to go in the fourth. Okay, first of all, let me say I love Kevin Harlan. I adore him as a broadcaster and as a person. He is so good to me. I'm laughing because I was listening to this game live as I'm getting ready for work. So I'm upstairs. I'm listening to the game on Westwood One, and I'm laughing out loud while he's calling this. I mean, first of all, it's one of those jaw-dropping moments anyway on a football field when it happens. It's T.J. Watt's first career touchdown. But the way that Kevin Harlan calls it, he lost his mind. Touchdown! Pittsburgh touchdown! What? <laughs> on the fumble by Watson! <laughs> He and Kurt Warner were goofballs, too, because Kurt kept yelling, what is happening in this game? What is going on? That was Kurt's Kurt's line last night is, what is happening tonight? What is going on? And he and Kevin Harlan have a great rapport, and they were were funny. Uh, But that that call took the – it just took the, the cake. Whatever that means. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Yes, the Steelers defense made a statement early, made a statement late, a pair of touchdowns, four takeaways, including three forced fumbles, six sacks of Deshaun Watson, and 11 hits in addition to those sacks. Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, man, they are a force. And as it turns out, a tandem. If you missed my conversation with Missy Matthews, who's the Steelers Radio Network sideline reporter, uh, we'll we'll bring back part of that conversation here in a bit. But she mentioned that TJ refused to do a post-game interview on ESPN unless Alex Highsmith was part of it. <laughs> this is his other half. Like one of the old married couples in sports, we complete each other's sentences. So on a night when TJ becomes the Steelers' all-time leader in career sacks with 81 and a half, and he hasn't even played 90 games, he's got more sacks than any other player in Steelers history in fewer than 90 games. On that night, it's only fitting that it's the defense that sets the tone and essentially wins this game for Pittsburgh. I can't stand the individual awards of football because there's just, I mean, Debo himself helped me so much my rookie year. Um, He didn't have to, uh, no one asked him to, but he wanted to help me and I appreciate him for that. Um, So many of my teammates 
uh, coaches, mentors, my brothers, um, my wife's support, my parents. I mean, there's just so many people that go into it that uh, it's not myself out there making the plays. I mean, there's just, I can't take all the credit. A sack, four quarterback hits, and his first career touchdown. That's just part of what T.J. Watt and the defense did last night. Yeah, the pass rush, locked in from the very beginning. It's a big component. Um, It is. It probably always is a major component when these two groups come together. There's familiarity and, you know, kind of our edge guys have, have, you know, done what they did tonight, to be quite honest with you. Hats off to our defense, played unbelievable. Um, you know, we got the best player in the world, in my opinion, in, in 90, and 56 is close behind. You know, he's he's unbelievable. So those guys did a hell of a job and, and you know, happy that they're on our side. You got a defense like that, they make plays and, and put points up on the board and get those turnovers. It's it's unreal as an offense to have that. You know, we want to return that favor, though. Um, you know, I feel like we, had, we let those guys out there way too long. There's things that we got to do a lot better offensively um, to also help those guys out. Yeah, it's early in the season. It seems like defenses are ahead of offenses in many cases. This defense that we didn't see as much against the Niners for a lot of reasons. It it goes hand in hand. But this defense, especially in the AFC North, where it's so physical and tough and where the weather can get colder and you're playing these games outdoors inside your division, I mean, it requires a defense. It's just gritty and hard-nosed and always extracurricular activity, right? There's an edge. Familiarity breeds contempt. That's my cliche about the AFC North. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Just like the Jets a week ago, I was impressed with the fact that So many of these Browns who had to be shocked by hearing Nick Chubb and and seeing him writhing in pain on the field, by watching him get carted off. There they are in the red zone, and they have to try to score. They have to try to finish the drive, which they do. Jerome Ford, who stepped into that role, is able to get into the end zone. I think it was the very next snap, actually. And they managed the two-point conversion. Later in the game, it's a long Jerome Ford run, and he breaks loose, and he's like a freight train. Reminded me a little bit of Derrick Henry, just the size and the way that once he got once he got free, he's just he's a big dude. So that put them in the red zone, and Pierre Strong is able to get into the end zone, and so the Browns actually led in the third quarter. It's not until their uh, fourth quarter drive when you get that strip. Alex Highsmith again, who strips Deshaun Watson and the fumble that's scooped up by TJ Watt for the touchdown. So yeah, there's some positives for the Browns even after they lose Nick Chubb. But there's no way to replace a guy like that. And it just sucks. And I said this last week about Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's going to feel sorry for the Jets while players feel sorry for fellow athletes, even competitors who end up hurt because they know it could be them. They There's a respect factor recognizing how hard everyone works to get to this level and to be able to stay there. 
So no one's going to feel sorry for the Cleveland Browns. But in that moment, it sucks because the Browns have to keep moving forward. They've got their entire season ahead of them. They can't just stop playing. That's it's our brother. That's my brother. And uh, I've been together for a long time. And I mean, it's a blow for the whole team. And we don't want his injury to be in, in vain. You know, we got to push on. You know, that's what he wants us to do. And if he had any choice in the matter, that's what he would do. So I just got to continue to uh, uh, fight and use his motivation. Nick's got a very significant knee injury, which is, uh, you know, you feel for the, the person. Um, he's a great football player, as we know, but he's an even better person. So we will support him uh, every step along the way. Gah. It's the tough part of football. It's always a possibility. It's the only part of football and really sports, but pro football it ha- seems to happen more often every Monday with major injuries. And now on back-to-back Mondays, two of the, the best players at their respective positions. And I do believe the Browns losing Nick Chubb is just as devastating as the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers. The Steelers get their first win, so they're off the schneid, if you will. Only the Ravens are 2-0 in the AFC North, and actually the AFC as a whole only has a pair of teams that are still undefeated. That's Miami along with Baltimore. Still have to get to the other Monday Night Football game, which didn't have quite the same juice. But a win is a win is a win is a win. And the Saints join the Falcons and the Bucks at 2-0 in the NFC South. Go ahead, raise your hand if you saw that happening in the first two weeks. Seven teams in the NFC are still undefeated. And while the stats exist out there about teams that start out 0-2 making the playoffs, every year it seems like we have at least one. The averages are at least one every year that starts out 0-2 will end up in the postseason anyway. That was the Bengals last year, by the way. But not just the Bengals. There were others. Missy Matthews was on the sidelines there in Pittsburgh for what was the... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just a battle. 
down and dirty. What is going on I in this don't game? Know. <laughs> Kiss the ball. Every play is nuts. <laughs> I told you. We're going to keep that. I told you, it seemed like every time there was a pause in the action, Kurt Warner and Kevin Harlan were going nutso over what they were talking about. Talky, talky was honeylicious. Yeah. <laughs> they cracked me up. They are so much fun, even if you can't watch the, the uh, video. Four lead changes, six total turnovers, typical AFC North, with one moment that I wish we could have back. On Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat him. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Touchdown. The center salting into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Seattle Seahawks. Geno from the shotgun with Walker beside him. Three wide receivers in the game. Geno is looking, looking. Now he throws far side. It's locking. Does he reach the ball across? He does. Yeah. It's over, yes. baby. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett on a little pass out into the right side flat. Reaches the ball across the pylon. He scores. Tyler Lockett, my hero. Game over. Seahawks win 37-31. to Wow, what a comeback. What a game by these Seahawks. The Miami Dolphins. Mostert the running back. Waddle flat to the right. They give it to Mostert. Mostert, big hole up the middle. 30-20. Touchdown, Miami! Oh, Raheem Mostert. He just put that into fourth gear real quickly, and it was over. Nobody was going to catch him. The Baltimore Ravens. Third down and five. At the Cincinnati 17, Lamar wants to throw. Lobs it far side, end zone. Touchdown, Ravens! Nelson Aguilar, a brilliant over-the-shoulder grab, and the Ravens extend the lead again. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Watson under center, Steelers showing blitz, long count. Play action fake, he's back. There's and the ball is out, and the Steelers yes. pick it up, and that's T.J. Watt running for the end zone. Steelers with the touchdown. The strip by Highsmith. And his bookend buddy Watt scooped and scored. And the Steelers take the lead. Their second defensive touchdown of this game. And the first in the career of T.J. Watt. I bet we'll see more. Bill Hillgrove with the call on Steelers radio. Is that the TD of the week? Or inside the same AFC North division, is it Nelson Aguilar? Brilliant touchdown from Lamar Jackson. Jerry Sandusky on Ravens radio with the call. Raheem Mostert, he was clutch for the Miami Dolphins who moved to 2-0 on Sunday. Jimmy Cefalo on Dolphins Radio and then Steve Rabel 
For the Seahawks, in overtime, Tyler Lockett hauling in the game-winning score. The post is now up on our show Twitter after our CBS. Also on our Facebook page, you can vote for TD of the Week. Yeah, it was quite the show. Worth the price of admission for the Steelers' defense. And it started nine seconds in with an Alex Highsmith interception return for a touchdown. Had a chance to catch up with Steelers' sideline reporter Missy Matthews, who had a front-row seat. And I wanted you to hear part of this conversation with her from Pittsburgh. Asked her, what was the atmosphere like with the Alex Highsmith touchdown? Well, you know, it was a great crowd, and it's Monday Night Football. They did a lot of stuff with the stadium lights going down before introductions and fireworks, you know, just the whole, like, pomp and circumstance that I just love about football. Um, So the crowd was just so energized. And if you weren't looking up, you missed it. That's how quick it happened. (laughs) And that just, you know, sent the towels waving, uh, the fans going crazy. And you could tell it just really lit something, especially under that defense. They didn't have Cam Hayward tonight, and they're not going to have him um, for a number of weeks. He's on IR, unfortunately, after undergoing that surgery this week. And he's just kind of the heart and soul of that defense. You knew going into this game they were going to run the ball with Nick Chubb. So it was a good way to set the tone, I think. And it also just, you know, speaks to, like I said, the craziness of AFC North football. You bring up Nick Chubb. That may be the only black mark of the game and devastating for the Browns to lose him. But personally, really hard to hear him over the TV broadcast, even yelling in pain. What was your perspective, Missy? From where I was on the Steelers sideline, I did not see the actual, like in real time, it didn't really like hit me what had happened because Minka was more so like blocking it in a way from where we were, but they did replay it on the video board and the entire crowd just did the like, oh, you know, because you you didn't realize it because Minka went down at first. So, you know, everyone's watching Minka in terms of Steelers fans. And then Nick Chubb finally sat down and then you're like, oh man, they must have collided. And then It was played and you were like, wow, you can just tell every single player from both teams are trying to be supportive to him in every which way. And he's just one of those. He kicks the Steelers butts a lot in terms of just being able to run the ball and being really tough to bring down and stop. And you know, it's one of those guys that you like to watch because he's so electrifying and so good at what he does. So it was definitely crazy. I mean, the Browns responded amazingly after watching something like that happen. Um, during that drive, so good for them on that. But, yeah, it's very heartbreaking when you see something like that happen. And then after the game, Kevin Stefanski confirming that, you know, it's season-ending and extremely mm-hmm. significant. We're spending a few minutes with Missy Matthews, who is fresh off the field in Pittsburgh as part of the Steelers Radio Network, the sideline reporter. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Late in the first half of this game, T.J. Watt becomes the Steelers' all-time franchise leader in career sacks sitting on 81 and a half. This is an unfair question. I'll just qualify it that way. (laughs) What does he mean to the franchise? A lot. I don't even know if you can put it into words. He wasn't (laughs) even able to put it into words what this moment meant for him. I think last week he tied James Harrison. It was an ugly loss to San Francisco. I actually interviewed him right on the field after the game. And you could just tell it was kind of like, I don't even care. I need to go watch film. We need to get back in the meeting room. We need to go lift. His brain was already going on. We have to get better. We have to fix our mistakes. And we have to start, you know, getting ready for the Browns. But today, I think because the outcome was positive for the team, he was able to just take it all in. And TJ is a very, um, he's emotional when he's on the field, but he's also like even killed in a weird way. But as soon as he 
He broke the record. He found the sky camera that ESPN used and kind of went <laughs> towards it and started going crazy. That's not very TJ Watt like. Um, so you could just tell that, you know, he was jazzed up about it. So it was really cool to see. He's somebody that, as you can imagine, is a hard worker, great teammate, always there for everybody and anybody, always working to get better, never slacks, always comes up with something he can do differently or better. So to see him get that in 89 games, uh, to pass James Harrison, this record he had since 2016, it was just really cool to see. And it was also the same team that James Harrison broke the record again. Ah, I'm sure the Browns are thrilled with that. Right. What did he have to say about his first career touchdown? <laughs> again, this is another thing that you love about TJ Watt. He was picked by ESPN to do their postgame interview. And he was like, nope, Alex Highsmith is coming with me. Like, we're a package deal. We work together. And that's just kind of who he is. It's never just about him. It's about the team. And when he went to the podium for all the local media, it was just, you know, I'm so excited about what Alex was able to do, you know, and being this awesome tandem and watching film together. And we knew what this play was going to be. It's just great to see guys who work hard get rewarded for their efforts. Okay, so that's the defense, which was not just flexing its muscles on this Monday night, but certainly a fantasy bonanza as well. I have them on my fantasy team. Woo! But, Missy, let's talk about the offense a little bit because there definitely were some some struggles again. First, the run game. What did Mike Tomlin or anyone associated with the offense have to say about the lack of a running presence? Yeah, I mean, you know, last week against the 49ers, they only had 10 uh, rushing attempts. And that was a big sticking point this week. Obviously, the offense wasn't able to do a ton in that week one. You think, okay, you had a great offseason, great preseason, clean things up. You're also going against the 49ers defense, which is probably the best defense you're going to face all year, along with every other team that has to face them. But then it was, you know, kind of the same slow sledding again and not being able to find a rhythm for them. There were some big runs towards the end. Najee had, I think, a 17 and then a 21-yard run. But it was not able to go and I don't know if it's you know there's some moving parts on the offensive line some guys weren't able to practice this week due to injuries but it just felt like they weren't as cohesive as we had seen um, prior to the regular season starting and it's definitely something that worked so well for them at the end of last year when they really turned things around especially offensively Um, after Kenny Pickett became the starter they got through their bye week after an ugly loss to the Eagles they were really able to get the run game going, relying on Najee and Jalen Warren. And it just seems like that's not happening just yet. And you can kind of see the frustration on everybody um, faces from offense, not just on the run game, but even before it was dropped balls, throws that weren't exactly where they needed to be and just coming to the sideline and trying to regroup and looking at the surface and figuring out what's happening. Luckily they were able to get, you know, some stuff going, but they all pretty much said like, Hey man, shout out to our defense. You know, they saved us. Knowing what you know of the offense, what tells you that they can figure this out and turn it around? I think because they're a young group and we saw a majority of them with even better pieces added into as well, do it at the end of last year. And just the bond that we saw them build throughout the offseason, Kenny Pickett pretty much was like, all the skill players, uh, you know, before OTA started, I'm going to Miami. You guys are coming to, we're spending four days together. <laughs> they worked with his personal quarterbacks coach. They did nothing but football and bonds, you know, went to top golf, things like that. And you saw it translate into practice and you saw it translate into training camp and you saw it translate 
into the preseason, I understand the competition, the intensity is not the same, but they had this confidence and swagger about them, and we're just really not seeing that right now. Kenny Pickett's young still. Now has started, what, the equivalent of a full NFL season? When did he take over last year? Week three, week four, something like that? And you see the the potential for the young group. George Pickens. Oh, gosh, what a play call. The crossing route and the way that he, I mean, he's so speedy. He's able to take it to pay dirt. Sure, there's potential there. And that's really the case for a lot of the offenses. They've got young skill players or just in general didn't play a lot of their guys in the preseason. It's been fairly disjointed for most of the offenses. But I will say it seemed like there were slightly fewer turnovers in week two. Maybe. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, you can vote for our TD of the week. We could have used George Pickens, except TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, they had touchdowns. Uh, You can also vote on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. There was another Monday Night Football game, didn't get nearly the attention, but we'll talk about it. And fantasy football, I mentioned it in my conversation with Missy. Well, I wasn't the only one who was talking about it nationally or publicly on Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. His heroics made a swoon this weekend. I'm the best ever. I am the greatest. Now it's time to name the After Hours Monday MVP. Now the Buccaneers are going to have to overcome third down and long, third down and 14. Need to reach the 18-yard line to hang on to the ball. Empty backfield. Mayfield takes a low snap. Looks upfield. Throws a fade route toward the sideline, toward the end zone. Caught ball. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans with another huge grab. Fire the cannons. The Bucs score a TD. It's always going to be a positive when you're when you're winning and you're undefeated. So we're going to take that. We're going to. It's two ugly wins, but we love those. We love winning. Uh, we found ways to win today. Um, we have a really good team coming to our house Monday Night Football. So we're going to rest, recover, and uh, come back ready to roll. Mike Evans with a magnificent day as the Bucks remain undefeated. 
Six catches, 171 yards, and the score that you hear with Gene Deckerhoff on the Bucks Radio Network. He is your choice for Monday MVP. I like it. And I'm telling you, my temptation to overreact, in fact, comes from the NFC South and the Buccaneers. Baker's back and better than ever, baby. Hello. Hi. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for voting for Monday MVP. Now you have the chance to vote for TD of the Week. So find the poll on Twitter, After Hours CBS. Already a bunch of you weighing in on our Facebook page named after the show. And this last few minutes of the show, this portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at Wesley Financial Group. Speaking of the NFC South, it's not one, it's not two, it's three teams that still are undefeated. It's a modest record, it's 2-0, but it matters since a lot of people were looking at that division as maybe the ugly, well, ugly is beautiful according to Mike Evans, but the, the redheaded stepchild of the NFL. I will say it's too bad that we don't do a poll for just best catch of the weekend or that the Chris Olave highlight reel moment wasn't a touchdown because it would surely be in our poll. Third and seven looking, now throwing down the sideline. And that ball is walled in, I believe. Chris Olave, you're not touched. You're not touched. You're not touched. It's out of bounds, but Olave caught it. What an amazing catch by Chris Olave. Assumed he was down and he got up and spiked it. I love Deuce McAllister. He's the analyst for Saints Radio along with Mike Haas. Yeah, incredible. One-handed juggling catch down the sidelines in full stride and maybe wasn't down, thought he was down, could have gotten up and gotten into the end zone. Instead, he leaves that for Tony Jones. Not touch. Not touch. It's out of bounds. But- <laughs> On Saints Radio, Jones gets in with a two-yard rushing TD just minutes later, seconds later, really. And actually, Jones has another rushing TD later in the game to seal this for the Saints. I know that they're without Alvin Kamara for one more week, and then Jamal Williams ended up getting hurt, too. So that was an issue for the Saints. But whether or not the offense is in full stride, which is as clear as not, Alave was in full stride. Derek Carr, he's still still kicking some tires, uh, at least in the first half. The Saints defense just as critical and just as dominant as was the Steelers defense on Monday Night Football. So yeah, it's a lot easier to work on these things when you're two and zero. And I feel like Derek Carr was echoing. Actually, I guess he would have said it before Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was echoing what Derek Carr said about his D. Any team that I talked to was a team with a defense, you know. And you know when I. I played these guys. You know, I've played, I knew DA. You know, I, I know what it's like and how difficult it is. And um, all I want to do is win. You know, and so I was like, shoot, if I, I can know. go there and have a day like today, ha- ha- didn't play my best in the first half, come back, play good in the second half, and win a game. Like I didn't have to be perfect for four quarters, and we won. He just has a calm composure uh, through all that. Uh, we know we're not going to panic. We know he's not going to uh, do anything bad or turn against us. Uh, he's been in the league as a veteran, and uh, he's a great leader, even when things are bad. So uh, when things get down or things get hectic, we can't turn against each other. we got to lean on each other more, and that's what we did today, and we came out with a W. I thought Chris Olave's choice of words was interesting when he said he's not going to turn on us, whether he was referring to 
guys pointing fingers, losing definitely exposes and exacerbates any friction, any relationship conflict, really guys that just don't like each other all that much. And when you're talking about football or any pro sport, you're talking about a bunch of alpha males. They're not all alpha males in personality off the field, but yeah, a group that size, 53 active roster plus practice squad guys, and then think managers and athletic trainers and coaching staff. Of course, you're going to have guys that don't get along, don't see eye to eye, don't hang out away from the facilities. But when Chris said, somebody who doesn't turn on us, I wondered if he had an experience with that. We know he's not going to do anything bad or turn against us. Like throw us out of the bus type of thing. Would you say Sean Payton and Russell Wilson at this point are on the verge of throwing each other under the bus? (laughs) If you missed that, that bite from Sean Payton earlier, he's, yeah, he's, I don't know. It, it could throw it, under a train. It could come out. It could come down to a, a peeing on a fire hydrant contest with the two of them. I don't know. It's it's not losing makes it worse. Okay, if they're winning, it's not a problem. Everybody gets along because they have to. If they're winning, if you're losing, then oof, it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Bryce Young, overall number one pick. Frank Reich working together. Frank says it's closer than it appears. Oh, you know what that isn't? Isn't that what they write on um, mirrors on the right side of the car? Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. That's what Frank says. <laughs> Seen this before. It's not that far away. It looks bad, <laughs> um, but really, I don't believe it's that far away. You know, we make a couple plays here. We. Um, here and there, and next thing you know, you got 28, 30 points. I just, I know that's true. I know we have the players and the coaches to do it. Um, I have zero doubt about that. It's just we have to execute better on offense. Hey, they were the first team this year to score a touchdown against the New Orleans Saints defense. They'd gone seven quarters without giving up a score. So there's that. And Bryce looks good. It really just kind of inconsistent and still getting to know the speed, the defenses, how to read defenses, and also the guys that the veterans they brought in around him but had that late touchdown to Adam Thielen. Uh, they brought in Miles Sanders. They brought in a, a bunch of guys that they feel like can form a solid offensive unit and some veterans for him to work with. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. I'd mentioned the Steelers in defense and fantasy because they scored a ton of points, and I happen to have them in fantasy. So I was really impressed by what they did because you can see it with the numbers, right, in fantasy. I just love Pat P. <laughs> but that reminded me of Phil Mickelson coming clean on Monday. Maybe we can talk about it more on tonight's show, on our hump show. But, yeah, he kind of puts – it's a long social media post. Kind of puts it out there in this under this guise of fantasy football and that he won't be playing fantasy football this year. And he encourages people to be careful when they're playing fantasy football. You know, enjoy yourself with moderation. And he goes into a very long explanation of his own gambling addiction and how he crossed the line of moderation, entered into addiction, and that as he did that, he wasn't present with his family, with his friends. He says the money wasn't the issue because he's never had to worry about that. He said, I was so distracted, I wasn't able to be present with the ones I love, and I caused a lot of harm. It affected those I care about in ways I wasn't aware or could fully understand. And this was his 
his analogy. It's like a hurricane is going on outside and I'm isolated in a shelter, oblivious to what was happening. When I came out, there was so much damage to clean up that I just wanted to go back inside and not deal with it. That was his picture of what it was like to be a gambling addict. Now, there have been rumors of this for years. There have been books written about, notoriously, about the money that he's gambled and lost, including a more recent one. But he says, after many years of receiving professional help, not gambling and being in recovery from my addictions, I'm now able to sit still, be present in the moment, and live each day with an inner calm and peace. He also thanks his wife extensively and says, because of her, I'm back on track to being the person I want to be. Man, long time coming, but very honest and open and vulnerable with Phil. All right, we'll talk to you tonight. Have a great Tuesday. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.